Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back here on 105.3 The Fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Justin Honore going to be holding it down for you here today on this Memorial Day. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. Let us know what you got going on on this Memorial Day. Appreciate you joining us however and wherever you may be listening to us as we remember those who lost their lives in the line of service and duty for our country on this day. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll be with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on 105.3 The Fan. Of course, it's going to be a busy, busy day. We have history in the making tonight in Boston. Your stars going to be in action tonight in game number six as they try to stave off elimination one more time. They'll get some help in the return of the captain himself. Jamie Benn will be back for the stars tonight. So we've got plenty to get to over the course of the next will be what four hours and 15 minutes or so here on 105 through the fan at Kevin Gray sports at Reg at If you want to get at us. On Twitter, again, the text line, 877-881-1053. Let us know what you've got going on on this Memorial Day. Reg, what's up? Good to see you, man, on this Memorial Day. I know it's going to be a a busy, hopefully fun night of sports, given some of the history that could be made tonight. Yeah, man, I am super excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to, you know, wear my emotions on my sleeve. It would have been nice if the show got off at 7. (laughs) <laughs> I would I would love to be on a couch with multiple TVs so I could tap in entirely uh, to stars, uh, Vegas Golden Knights and Heat Celtics. But you know what? We got to be there for the people. So we'll be here till eight. Super excited to watch both of those games. Both series have been wildly intriguing coming down to the final moments of both games. So uh, if you are a sports fan, particularly one who is interested in hockey and basketball, it is going to be a blast of a day, and we got you covered all the, all the way uh, up to 8 p.m. on 105 through the fan. Um, on top of that, you know, got out, got a little sun today. It mm-hmm. is it's Memorial Day, and obviously, you mentioned the most important part of it. The reason why we're doing it is obviously those who have given their lives in the li- uh, line of service. But like, you know, outside of that, apart from that, it's a day off for a lot of folks. It is. So you know, uh, part of this is like the freedom that we have, you know gotten through the, those sacrifices and being able to enjoy it. So getting out, you know, barbecues, cookouts, crawfish boils, pool, all that type of stuff. I got a little taste of that earlier. Uh, got a couple of hours poolside, you know, so before we had to come into work. Well, that so, sounds like fun. Yeah, man, I, I had to. I was like, look, man, I, a Memorial Day can't pass. <laughs> he was like, oh, look, I'm going to leave here with something. Okay? Look, <laughs> A brother, piece of this Memorial Day, I'm going to leave here with something today. I mean, and I, I hope everybody <laughs> under the sound of our voice, uh, you're either headed to somewhere mm-hmm. where you're going to get, a, you know, get a plate or something like that. Or, you know, if maybe you're celebrating working. celebrating a birthday or something like that. If you're working, maybe we can give you some of the vibes here on uh, 105 Through the Fan. Uh, someone who had a couple of days off. Although he probably didn't want them, he gets back to work tonight. <laughs> Jamie Ben is back. Here is Emily Kaplan on what Jamie Ben's returns means for the stars tonight. Take a listen. Well, Jay, something that I heard the guys say at a time when everyone was counting them out was a motivation for us is just to extend the series so our captain season does not have to end this way. Jamie has been around the team during his suspension. He made the trip to Vegas. But as his coach Pete DeBoer said, he is not a good spectator. He, DeBoer said he is an angry bear walking around just waiting to get back in. To that point at morning skate today, Jamie Benn was the first guy on the ice. So there's a level of intensity they expect from their captain as he returns here at home. And there's two other reasons that the team feels really confident. 
one, for a large part of the series, they were only getting scoring from their top line, led by Jason Robertson. The secondary scoring stepped up. And two, their top defensive stars. Number one defenseman Miro Haskinen wasn't at his best in game one. Goalie Jake Ottinger had been shaky at times. But as DeBoer said, those two guys, they don't have two bad games in a row. And they're now showing the consistency and excellence that the team believes can force a game set. That is Emily Kaplan of ESPN detailing what Jamie Benn's return means for the Stars tonight. Obviously, a big emotional lift for their captain to be back as the Stars look to stave off elimination against the Golden Knights. Stave. Um, Do you have a concern like I do where Jamie Benn was out and they found some really great play from the remaining forwards? We were talking about, oh, man, you're missing two forwards because, you know, Evgeny uh, Dadanov had – or Dodonov, I always get that wrong. I apologize to that gentleman. Um, but, you know, he had an injury, and you were missing two of your forwards. And you have gotten a some great play from some other forwards, uh, including uh, Ty Delandria, who's play, who played pretty well two in goals. Game 5. Yeah. I think you could call that pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so the reintegration of Jamie Benn, and maybe I'm making too much of this, right? Maybe it's just like, of course, he's one of your better players. You put him in, and don't worry about it. But I do wonder, like, with the amount of support that you've gotten from your other um, forwards, do you have any concern about like that changing that changing those lines back to where they were previously? Uh, I don't think so because clearly it sounds like this team has been playing for the purpose of getting him back. So reintegrating him into the line for them, I don't think should be an issue because they want him there and they want him on the ice. And I think his this team will get that lift from him. If nothing else. As I mentioned, the emotional lift that a captain will bring to them on a night where they are going to need all the help that they can get because I'm sure the Golden Knights, while they wouldn't mind necessarily going back to Vegas for a Game 7 because it is home ice, I'm sure they are ready to get this over with and done because you just don't want to take your chances in a Game 7 regardless if you have home ice or not. And, I mean, like I was listening to the Spits and Suds podcast on the Odyssey Mm -hmm. app. Um, and they were talking about, you know, kind of that same, you know, who comes out, right? Like, who who are you putting Jamie Benn or, who, you know, who comes out of the uh, forward rotation? Obviously, Glenn Denning has played pretty well on the penalty kill. You had uh, Yoel Kiviranta who's played well. Um, Mason Marchment seems to be the name that I've seen from various publications. And obviously, the Spits and Sub podcast is like the possible player, you know, odd man out when we talk about, you know, the forward line mm-hmm. and making sure that Jamie Benn is back in everything. Well, you give Peter DeBoer a lot of credit. He has pushed, for the most part, the right buttons throughout the entirety of these playoffs. And with Jamie Benn coming back, I tend to trust the guy that's gotten them to this point, and we'll see how all that plays out. We'll talk plenty more stars a little bit later on in the show. Again, game six tonight at the American Airlines Center as your stars look to stave off elimination to force a decisive game seven back in Vegas. We do have breaking news, though, in the NBA Breaking news on 105 through the fan is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. That is because the NBA coaching carousel continues to go around, and the next stop is in Philadelphia for one Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse has reached an agreement to become the next coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, Nurse won an NBA championship and coach of the year award with Toronto now will coach the 2023 league's MVP in Joel Embiid. So Nick Nurse gets the call from Daryl Morey to be the next head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Not necessarily a surprising move, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, Nick Nurse able to land on his feet with one of the uh, more attractive jobs in the league, especially when you get to coach a league MVP now in Joel Embiid. Yeah, the tough part about that is like, is he going to have a roster that's going to allow him to go deep because the problem and with one that, that has James Harden on it, yeah. With that organization, <laughs> is the expectations versus what you what you have in your bag and what you're capable of do, doing with that, and what you have on the roster. You have a solid roster, but not one that people have looked at as like surefire championship roster. But that's kind of the expectations of where it is. And Nick Nurse, while I think widely regarded to be a good head coach. I don't know that folks look at him and say he is one of those guys that changes the way that you're, you know, changes the direction of your team. He's one of those guys that puts your team over per se. And so I'm very interested to see the things that he's able to do and how quickly he's able to bring this, you know, the Sixers along with whatever he wants to do, whatever he tries to implement there, because 
that's that's an East that's going to be tough to contend with. Like you've got some really good teams around the East that you are going to be dealing with. Some up and coming, in fact. So oof, going to be a tough uh, a tough job for him to jump into because there's expectations immediately. He's coming in the middle of a project, and some might say on like kind of the back slot, back side of a project where you know you can maybe say that the Sixers idea has peaked, and now they're just trying mm-hmm. to get something out of the window. And so that you know that urgency is that going to allow him to kind of grow properly into this role, or is he going to be thrust in and said, figure something out and make it snappy? It was interesting because we had heard that Nick Nurse had pulled out of consideration for the Milwaukee Bucks job, that job going to Adrian Griffin. Uh, We'll have a little bit more on that as Giannis gets the coach that he desires. Now Nick Nurse lands in Philadelphia. Now here's what Philadelphia is going to be dealing with this offseason. I mentioned the biggest question for them is, will James Harden be in uniform going into this upcoming year? James Harden has until June 29th to either opt in or decline what would be his $35.6 million player option for the Sixers. There's a large belief around the league that he will decline that option with reports being that he may want to find himself back in Houston where he would be going to play for Ime Udoka, who, of course, is the new head coach in Houston. Another interesting roster consideration for the Sixers, Tobias Harris, his contract is expired now. So he is going to be a free agent this upcoming summer as well. But again, Nick Nurse, former NBA champion, who, of course, led the Toronto Raptors to that NBA championship with Kawhi Leonard in the summer That was Kawhi, now is the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. A very interesting move for them as they try to find a way to get over the second-round hump, if you will, with Joel Embiid in tow going forward uh, as his superstar there. So, good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, look. Good luck with that. Someone from the 214 said there's no excuses for Embiid and saying the roster isn't good enough, right? Like, I do think that there are some flaws with the way that they built the roster, but there's criticism to go around. Joel Embiid needing to, you know, make sure that he gives dominant level performances in the second round is something that we can talk about. And then, obviously, if James Harden remains, is he capable of giving you the, the quality of play that you expect from somebody of his caliber and his paycheck? when you need it because that's always been a criticism of his game it's like oh he can give you these iron man performances all through the regular season maybe in the first round when we get to winning time it kind of dissipates so those are criticisms that are equally that it can equally be levied but i think from a head coaching perspective there's also questions about what nick nurse is uh facing up against and best of luck to that man and his uh his attempt to go and overcome those of course the other one of the other openings that we're looking to see and how it gets filled is what happens in Phoenix with their new yeah. head coach, whomever that's going to be. There's starting to be some rumblings uh, that Kevin Young may be the front runner there, the assistant head co- or excuse me, associate head coach that was there under Monty Williams before he was fired by the Phoenix Suns. So a lot to still be to determine when it comes to these head coaches. But one job has been filled again for the Sixers. Nick Nurse taking over as the new head coach in Philadelphia. As we mentioned, Adrian Griffin former Raptors assistant who was on Nick Nurse's staff is now going to be the head coach uh, in Milwaukee. So the Toronto Raptors seeing a couple of their guys be able to be uh, now one former assistant coach with a new job and now their former head coach gets a new job. Toronto, you're on the clock now. We've heard reports that Steve Nash actually uh, interviewed for that job and they were quote unquote impressed by Steve Nash, of course, the Canadian there. I would love to know what those interviews sounded like. <laughs> uh, just just for my personal edification. No, like, uh, you know what this might come down to? One of my favorite sayings, you can always go home. Like, you can always go home. The Canadian-born uh, NBA star legend almost, if you want to view it that way. You know, I can understand how he has a little bit of coaching experience under his belt. I don't know. We, we don't need to talk about what happened there. Um, but the opportunity to do this with a team that is a little bit younger, that has a little growing to do. Because also, there's something to be said for the idea that, yo, fresh off of the off of the bench to become a head coach yeah. with the team that he did, like not having the opportunity to grow as a coach was also a little unfair and to Nash himself. A little bit of instability there as well. So, um, Because that's been some of the conversation that maybe in Toronto there's a little bit more stability than it was in Brooklyn that could allow Steve Nash to be a little bit more successful. Um, I just hope they you know, allow somebody to have one of those 
nice little forwards there, whether it be Siakam, yeah, OG and Anobi. Yeah, I think Pascal would enjoy Dallas. I think he would too. You come home as well. Yeah, you can always come home. Then just put that in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just manifest. 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 That's right. That's what the youth are saying. saying these days. Okay. Yeah, manifest. That sounded that. real thirty-six-year-old right there. I don't lie to you. <laughs> you thirty-six. Relax, relax, relax. Uh, it's the get right takeover of the G Bag Nation for now. Uh, right here on your home, the Cowboys, the Texas Rangers, one hundred five through the fan. Coming up next on the other side of this break. Speaking of the NBA. The Mavs reportedly don't plan on helping Kyrie Irving. I'll tell you what exactly that means next on the Get Right. It is indeed time for the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105. Three the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Yo. Justin Honore holding it down for you here on this Memorial Day edition of the Get Right on 105. Three the fan. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula on mm-hmm. Twitter if you want to give us a follow there. We're with you until... 8 o'clock tonight as your stars look to stave off elimination one more time with the return of their captain, Jamie Benn, returning for game six. Also, history will be made one way or the other tonight in Beantown as the (laughs) Boston Celtics have forced a decisive game seven. Will they become the first team in 150 tries in NBA history to come back from an 0-3 deficit, or will the Miami Heat finish off the Eastern Conference Final by becoming an eight seed to reach the NBA Final? Either way, something historic is going to go down in Boston tonight. We are with you until 8 o'clock, covering it all for you on this Memorial Day. Uh, We salute and honor those who have given their lives, their ultimate sacrifice in the line of duty for this country we appreciate you joining us however and wherever you may be listening to us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app here on this Memorial Day. Also, good guys, get the win today. 5 nothing over the Detroit Tigers um, because the bullpen decided to help out Nathan Evaldi today. Evaldi going five innings, four hits, zero earned runs. Rangers, five, Tigers, zero, 34-19. Your first place, Texas Rangers, get the win today. Big blow in the top of the fifth inning. Corey Seager's three-run home run gave the Rangers a lead that they would not relinquish. That gets you a little bit caught up on what's going to be happening tonight and throughout the course of the day because we got to talk a little Mavericks basketball because while, yes. No, they are not. No, they are not. They are hoping that by this time next year, they'll be somewhat closer to this particular round as they were this past season when they made it to the Western Conference Final. Uh, Not so much this year but they hope to have Kyrie Irving in the fold to be able to do so. And Tim Cato of The Athletic, he had his um, Mavericks mailbag over the weekend Mm -hmm. uh, entitled The Challenge of Evaluating the Front Office and Other Summer Scenarios. And I don't want to say this kind of got buried in the answers that he was giving, but it was an answer with respect to Kyrie Irving and how he may or may not be with this team in terms of sign and trade scenarios. For your Dallas Mavericks. Now, the question that was posed to Cato was this. What would a Kyrie to the Lakers sign and trade look like? And I'll just read the full answer that he gave. Because I want you to catch the answer that he gave in the portion of this. Mm -hmm. He said, quote, unless the Lakers somehow make Austin Reeves available in a return sign and trade or decide they're willing to trade Anthony Davis. And they won't. There's really no reason for the Mavericks to assist the Los Angeles Lakers if Irving chooses to sign there especially not if D'Angelo Russell is the consolation prize. Quote, it requires tact, but the Mavericks should simply tell Irving up front what contract they would like for him to re-sign. And while he certainly has the right to leave, they, quote, don't plan to assist any other team in acquiring him. They have the most appealing offer. That's interesting because the first part of that is something that Mark Stein echoed, right? That's right. Uh, Stein in one of his uh, Substack releases was basically saying, and you can correct me because I believe you had this a little bit more down verbatim, um, that the Mavs are not interested in D'Angelo Russell in any sign-and-trade situation with the Lakers. That's correct. But what that made me think is that what I interpreted from that was – Oh, so they're they're interested or like actually thinking about or considering, even if they're not interested, but they're considering the idea of signing trades. And Tim Cato's perspective, you know, assuming that he is like reporting there and not like opining, is no, 
absolutely not. Like they are in this place where they do not want to assist any sign and trade situations, which feels like it's kind of out of their out of the reach of their control. Am I wrong here? Like the idea is if he decides that he does not want to be on the team, you got to get something back, right? In theory, yes. Uh, ideally, you want to work with a sign-and-trade partner if there's a desired destination that Kyrie Irving wants. And he says, look, get me to Phoenix. Get me to Los Angeles. Get me to X team. Okay, well, let's facilitate something to where both sides can win here. Now, the Mavericks are in position to offer Kyrie Irving a five-year, $272 million contract. They have the most appealing offer here Mm -hmm. if they decide to take it to the full max. Before we get there, do you Mm -hmm. think... Just, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't even have to report. This mm-hmm. could be just your opinion here. Do you think that they are willing to get there or even near there on the full max with Kyrie Irving? I think they're willing to get near full max for him. Okay. Um, if they go three plus one, where you get the first three years and then the fourth year as a player option, okay. that can get you to about $210 million. And if they feel desperate enough to feel like they need to keep Kyrie Irving in that way, they could go the full five-year $272 million. Now, here's the thing. I see you, 903. The $25 million in cap space is plenty back. Now, let me let me help you out here a little bit. Uh-oh. I uh, saw! Let me help you out here a little bit. Uh, I encourage you to check out my guy at uh, MavCBA on Twitter because my man's got a full breakdown here on how this cap space thing is going to work out. Now, if you do not bring back Kyrie Irving, you're going to clear about $17 to $19 million in cap space. Now, you can get there a little bit further by – not bringing back guys like Christian Wood, Probably gone anyways. Dwight Powell. He might come back. You got partially guaranteed contract of Reggie Bullock. You may decide you want to move off him. You've got a contract extension for Maxi Kleba coming in at three years, $33 million. That kicks in at the beginning of this upcoming season. You can let go of Theo Pinson. There's, there's ways you can get up to about $24, $25 million in cap space. You won't simply get there by not re-signing Kyrie Irving okay so just a little bit of clarification on that but you can you can get to that point if you you know renounce a few contracts mm-hmm. um, but also not bringing back Kyrie Irving I also think that what you have to consider there is 25 million enough to build a, a team because like at that point you basically correct. need to build a whole football a basketball team correct and yeah. the answer to that question is no okay <laughs> that's the real answer to that question so while yes you could create some cap space to get there what are you going to be able to bring back? And more importantly, in a free agency class this summer that isn't great, that includes one of your own in Kyrie Irving, James Harden, who we believe is going to decline this player option to the tune of nearly $36 million. Mm. Uh, and then Tobias Harris is going to be a free agent. Chris Middleton is going to be a free agent as well. But the expectation is that he is going to be back with Milwaukee mm-hmm. this upcoming season. The class isn't necessarily great. Nikola Vucevic is out there from Chicago. Who knows what they decide to do in terms of their future because there's reports that Lonzo Ball may not ever play another game again due to his chronic uh, knee issues. All that to say is the Mavericks are in a position where they can offer Kyrie more money, but Kyrie's also in a position where if he finds a suitor that has enough cash space for him to walk for free, he ultimately can do that. So again, the leverage resides with Kyrie Irving here because he can dictate the terms of where he wants to go. In theory. In but theory, I, I think yes. what Cato is getting at, because we're, again, we're speaking on something that came out of Tim Cato of The Athletic. He put out a mailbag this weekend, and one of the things that he said within it is that the Mavs are not interested. Can you get the language particularly? Because I don't want to, you know, misrepresent what he's saying. But in essence, that the Mavs are not interested in... They don't plan to assist any other team in acquiring Kyrie Irving. So the idea being, this is what we will sign you for. If you find someone else to go deal with, go do that. And I I understand the leverage play in that for the Mavs because it's something I've said over the last few months. I don't think that there's another team that Kyrie would like to play with that has the money or capability to give him what he wants. And so technically, I think that that is a play that would work for the Mavs where you go, this is what you want. We're the only one that has it. Take however long you need to figure that out, but that's the case. The problem is, and I want to be careful about the way I say this because I don't want to like do the, oh, Kyrie is a cancer or anything. I don't want to do that. That's not that's not the place I want to exist in. However, Kyrie can be a little temperamental. Mercurial, as I like to say. Mercurial, good mm-hmm, word. Mm-hmm. How do you think that plays if, okay, we'll give you the money, but like 
again, we may we you put him in a place where you have had to kind of put him through the ringer for it. And also noting the idea that Kyrie has expressed pretty pretty publicly the idea that he wants to be in a place where he is um, accepted and celebrated rather than tolerated. What does that kind of play, power play, even though like understanding the, the business leverage of it, what does that power play sound like more to you? Accepted or tolerated? Or, you know? Uh, it sounds more tolerated to me. And so I think that you then put yourself at jeopardy of eventually at some point maybe having a a dissident instead of a valued part of your team or somebody who wants to be in. You know, I don't I don't think you want to have that adversarial uh, relationship with Kyrie Irving because it then I think it could corrode the idea of having a a work, working relationship with him on your team, which is why you resign him. The idea is that he can help your team win basketball games, and you don't want to add anything that could corrode that. And this is why, in my opinion, the Mavericks have put themselves in a position where if Kyrie says, look, how badly do you want me to be here? Mm-hmm. He is in that spot with that kind of leverage because let's think about, again, what they gave up to get Kyrie. You gave up a future first-round pick. You gave up your best defensive player in Dorian Finney-Smith. You gave up Spencer Dinwiddie, all for a chance to have Kyrie Irving resign with you long-term after working and playing with Luka Doncic, even though the results did not show on the floor that you wanted it to. This is what you've put yourself in the position to have to do. Now, I don't think there's enough suitors out there that look at Kyrie's situation, especially teams that have the requisite salary cap that mm-hmm. would want to bring him in. Now, Houston may be a wild card here, not to say that Kyrie Irving is going to go anywhere near Houston, but the fact that we know that James Harden may be wanting to go back to Houston, that's a team that has the kind of room to make things happen if they want it. Sure. But Kyrie, at this point in his career, 31, going to be 32 years old, wants to win and continue to win, but more importantly, find a place where he feels like he is not, as we've detailed plenty, he is celebrated and not tolerated. And they've done, this organization has done everything in its power to make Kyrie feel like he is that kind of celebrated here with this organization. Now he, will he reciprocate that based on what is available to him and what the Mavericks are going to be doing? Because let's say he does not resign here. Where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? That's such a tough question. You're cooked. Oh, hey, Justin, oh, what's oh, oh is, that, is that simple for you? They're cooked in that way. Enlight- and the tough thing about it is... Enlighten me a little bit. Enlighten me on that. Oh, wow. Yeah, enlighten me a little bit. Okay, so obviously you, the big theme that y'all been talking about, or at least Texas has been talking about, is that cap space that you don't get back if Kyrie doesn't sign. Who are you going to use that on? The tough part about it is, like, you, as a front office in the NBA, you're not in a place where you could just throw your hands up and be like, well, we're done. Mm-hmm. At that point, you might not, the aspirations that you had may have to be trimmed back, but at that, you need to start working towards another thing. Um, Now, <laughs> which ironically is part of the thing that they haven't been good at for a long time. Yeah. That which was... is working through the draft. Because the way this is going, the collective bargaining agreement, it's going to be very prohibitive for these teams to keep multiple superstars or superstar-type contracts on your team. So the NBA is telling these teams, hey, look, you might want to start getting your stuff in order because you you don't want to be a second. You is know, that the play? Is that the play? You just kind of hang it, <laughs> dry powder until you see one of these teams get out here and, like, you know, the, the threat of the quote-unquote second apron, mm-hmm. make some teams, make some cutbacks, and then you go and swoop through? Is that what we're doing? I mean, it's one of the options that you can go to, but it it then becomes you have to plan for further in the future, which then again puts us in a place where we're talking about the jeopardy of the star player that you have built as your foundational piece, which is Luka Doncic, and whether he believes that you're capable of putting a team around him that can be successful, and then when the countdown becomes, when does this become a situation where he asks out? Let's let's play ball here with two on four here on the uh, the text line. Thanks for texting in, by the way. We appreciate y'all Thank you so much. Uh, interacting on this Memorial Day. I want to follow through the fan. From the 214, if Kyrie doesn't resign, you go get Grant. I'm assuming they're talking about Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Grant. Jeremy? Which, mm-hmm. one the, which one's the good one? Jeremy Grant. Okay. Yeah, bad. the one in, uh, in Portland. All due respect to Jerry. That's right. Uh, trade for DeAndre Aiden. Find a side and trade with Christian Wood. Problem with that is he's an unrestricted free agent, so he's gone. He can walk. Um, let Jaden Hardy grow. The sky is not falling. The only question I have for you, 214, with that grand plan there, with what money? 
with what money? And because you're going to be paying Jeremy Grant upwards of 20 to 25 million dollars per season. DeAndre Ayton gets here over 30 million dollars a season for him alone. What, what, what you got left? Because you got to renounce a bunch of contracts to try to make some of that. You got to renounce a few, not a bunch, a few contracts to make that happen. I'm trying to think of the money that it would take to to get the trade for DeAndre Ayton done. Because I imagine the valuable pieces that you'd be sending to the Suns are the tenth pick, at um, minimum, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. Josh Green also has to go in. Maybe that. if if Phoenix insists on that. Which is much okay. Now this, and then this, I just, this, this might get Mavs fans a little stirred up, but I don't care. Oh, okay. You got this by yourself. You got it. As much as Josh Green has developed, Josh Green should not be the thing that keeps you from making a move. Okay? Like, I know there was flashes of Josh Green and what he was able to do in terms of knocking down the shot from the three-point line. Defensive energy. There's some things there that you saw Josh Green grow with in terms of his game. He should not prohibit you from making a move. Now, DeAndre Ayton... Not necessarily. I don't think I'll make a move with Josh Green to go get DeAndre Ayton because you want to talk about Mercurial. It's a swing. DeAndre Ayton, for sure. They just, it's taking hacks. Yeah. At this point. And this is this is what we were talking about months into, you know, before the season ended and once the season ended and all the way through this is that they have quite the entangled mess to have to navigate. And it's going to take some real, you know, perseverance, some real foresight. And it's going to take a good plan for them to be able to navigate this. And these are all of the questions that they are having to deal with. And so it's why I do not envy Nico Harrison, Mark Cuban, all the other decision makers, Mark fin- uh, Michael Finley, all the folks that are in that decision making process, because it's going to be tough. These are tough decisions that they're going to have to make. And ultimately, the process is something that maybe we could judge, but they're going to be judged on the results. And it's not an easy it's not an easy um, thing to land here. Last one from the 214, $25 million doesn't get Grant. You trade Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, Josh Green, their salary matches. Then you have to supplement. So what you just did is gut your roster for one player. And let me ask two, you this. Two. Because well, the idea is that you yeah. Jeremy Grant and yeah. Aiden. Yeah. And then so you have Grant, Aiden, Luka Doncic. You would still have Jaden Hardy from the situation that they have. And you have no depth. And the last thing I'll say on that is with all of that is do you trust – Nico Harrison in his front office to be able to supplement on the back end of that to be able to fulfill, out, fulfill the rest of this roster based on what you have. If you, there, there are questions about that for some people. Maybe not necessarily for me, but there are some questions for that for some people. I Look, it, it is, I think it's a way that you could go, assuming that you can make all those things happen, which I'm not certain of, but we'll, we'll, I'll play along for sure. If you make those things happen, it's still going to be something that you're going to have to navigate and you get those, that team together, and I'm not certain where that team lands you. You start. You asked me what that t- the team that you just described. Oh, where do they finish in the West? No idea. No idea. And that's even the, with a top five player yeah, in this league. That's the scary part. And Luka Doncic. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you're Josh Green, if, if I'm the Mavs and you say you could get Miles Turner, I, I make that move. Josh Green can go to Indiana if I'm bringing him Miles Turner. That that would be a player if I'm going to give an example of who I wouldn't mind moving Josh Green for. That sounds like Taylor Horton Tucker for Miles Turner. Relax, relax, relax. Taylor Horton Tucker. Didn't think we was going to get that name in here today. It's the Get Right. Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, we're going to hand out some Memorial Day awards in Major League Baseball, including this one for your Texas Rangers. We do that next on 105 through the fan. It's the Get Right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yo. Justin Honore holding it down for you here on this Memorial Day. We appreciate you joining us. However, and wherever you may be listening to us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, going to hand out some Memorial Day awards in Major League Baseball as the good guys got the win today. 5-0 over the Detroit Tigers. Nathan Nivaldi, five innings, four hits, zero earned runs, four strikeouts. The bullpen, four scoreless innings today for your Rangers. Corey Seager, three-run home run. The big blow for the Texas Rangers. Again, now 34-19 on the year. Martin Perez takes them out tomorrow for your Texas Rangers on the Louisiana Hot Sauce Rangers radio network as they conclude their final road series for the month of May before they finally get back to Globe Life Field a little bit later on this week. By the way, I just reminder, I was hanging out with a couple of my friends and I was like, yeah, I need to go to, I need to get to one of these games. Like it's been so fun watching these games on, 
on television. I understand that that's a sore spot because not everybody can. But um, I need to get out to this building, man. It's just having a team of this magnitude that's this fun. I can only imagine what the feeling is in that building, and I need to experience that this season, man. I've been, I really, I really need to get in on that, and I imagine KG, you do too. No, I agree for sure, um, because it's a buzz right now at Globe Life Field. This team, look, <laughs> I had tweeted it over the weekend. You know, as the Rangers took two of three from the Baltimore Orioles, if you had told me through 51, 52 games of the regular season in Major League Baseball that your Texas Rangers would be arguably the best team in the game. With all due respect, obviously the Tampa Bay Rays are the best team in the game, but they are in the conversation as one of the five best teams in all of baseball. I wouldn't have believed you. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have taken that bet either. And yet, here we are through 53 games, this ball club, 34 and 19, and are on the short list right now as we get ready to turn the calendar from May to June. On the short list of true, I guess I'm ready to go there. Hey! True AL pennant contenders. And they've done it without Jacob DeGrom. For a they, period of time. They've done it without Mitch Garver. For a period of time. They did it without Corey Seager. Yeah. Who, since coming back from the IL, leads the major leagues in RBI. Like On it. This team, despite their bullpen woes, they're hitting the baseball like crazy. Good starting pitching from Evaldi, Perez. Like, they're getting all the elements that you need to say, okay, I guess I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to take that Ranger leap of faith to go ahead and say that this team is a true American League. We did it. Contender. We did it, everybody. Woo! KG believes. You're welcome. KG believes. Now, here's what you don't. Don't get out here, Texas, and get out here and make me look foolish. Okay, because I'm putting my faith in Bruce Bochy, three-time World Series manager. I'm putting my faith in this, you know, potent lineup here. Don't go out here and make me look like an idiot. Okay, but I think I've gotten myself there. I'm in. The Texas Rangers are a legitimate AL pennant contender. Mm, You'd love to hear it. Um, Within that, it's Memorial Day, if you didn't know. Shout out to you. You might have a day off. Um... (laughs) I don't know. Just, just you know, sometimes it's good to reiterate. Uh, but that means that it's about roughly the one-third mark. Just about. Of the baseball season, which doesn't feel like that. The season's flown by. It's been moving. It's, yeah, like, it's, they been put, it's like they put the pitching clock on the season itself. That's what happens when you win ball games. Yeah, I guess that's fair, right? How about that? <laughs> I guess that's also fair. Um, so with that being the case, let's kind of look around and award some Memorial Day, like do a check-in on awards for the MLB's best. Um, this is also, we're being helped out by CBS Sports, Mike mm-hmm. Axisa. Um, apologies if I didn't pr- pronounce that right. Shout out to that, man. Um, as of right now, the teams that would get the buy in the AL, the Tampa Bay Rays, and your Texas Rangers. Hey, hey, how about it? Yankees would have a wild card. Uh, they'd play at the Twins if the season were in today, and the Astros would have the, another wild card uh, against the Orioles in the NL It'd be Braves and Dodgers getting that by. Giants at Brewers and Marlins at Diamondbacks would be your other wildcard games. But let's get into this uh, kind of like the best. So in the AL, because that's where we care about. Sure. Who, do you th- who would you say is the best team thus far? The Tampa Bay Rays have been whooping ass all season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's have- right. Except for that one time. But hey, other hey, than that. Other than that, hey, man. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, that's that's the place to go. Although it's not like it's a, it's not like it's entirely a moot point, right? Nobody needs to talk about this. No, no, there's some there's some discussing, and it's funny because the names that I will bring up next, you just go that wouldn't have guessed, right? Orioles and Rangers have been excellent, right? And obviously, once you get through a third of the season, it seems like it's not even just excellence that's uh, fleeting. This could be a thing for real, for real. But yeah, the Rays have just been incredible through their first uh, few games, first like fifty something games. Um, they retook the lead and run scored today, um, and just been wildly efficient defensively. Pitching has been incredible. We talk about starting pitching around these parts. Starting pitching over there has been incredible, and they have eleven players with at least seven home runs. So like, been a powerhouse two months of the season for the Rays and. 
a lot of the same ways for the Rangers just all over the place. You're mm-hmm. seeing them do it through all facets of the game. And so that's why the Rays, definitely best team. And they have arguably the best pitcher in the game right now. Shane Clanahan? Yeah. 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 That kind of helps. <laughs> In, in another nobody cares about your baseball, your fantasy team update. Shane McClanahan, star star of the fantasy team right now. Incredible. And that's with all due respect to Sonny Gray, who's been phenomenal this year. Also, also on my fantasy team. Did a little wow. lot of good, did some good drafting, baby. Did some good Wait, drafting. Wait, you got McClanahan and Sonny Gray? That's right. Wow, you you must be living right. Did some good drafting. My goodness. Again, nobody cares about my fantasy team. I'm Moving just along. <laughs> Who would you guess? I know this is gonna be tough. All right. Worst team in the AL. Oh, that's so difficult. Oakland. <laughs> Jeez. It's so because it's it's bad on multiple fronts, right? One, historically bad losing, right? Um, quite literally, uh, one of the worst records. They're on pace to go 29 and 133 and shatter the 1962 Mets record for futility, which is 41, 20, and one. <laughs> and one. Yeah, they I don't know what happened there. Uh, don't don't ask me about that. I don't have any answers for you there. But like they are on pace, and of course, like on pace guy doesn't mean anything, right? Like because we end up seeing the way that these seasons kind of fluctuate. But um, you can get you can get worse, and the A's are being that on top of the idea that they are actively losing their home, right? Like the, this is an organization that is actively trying to leave the place that it is while being atrocious. I can only imagine the people <laughs> that actually show up to that building to watch games. Oof. Vegas is like y'all got a home out here. Just come on down. Come on down. Gave money to do it, too. They Suckers. Did. They really did. Uh, biggest surprise, who would you put here? Uh, in the AL. The biggest surprise. I, I mean, it, it has to be Texas. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. I don't like I, The Orioles would be the other contender for this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Texas just shot up. And, like, it's not even that they had a whole bunch of young stars that you knew was going to um, shoot up. Although, like, you talk about Josh Young, your guy. Uh, Josh Young has been incredible. He's done exactly what you expected of him and more. Legitimate AL Rookie of the Year candidate. But, I mean, we were talking the high end, the optimistic folks were like, yo, maybe a 90-win season, maybe. And they're out here. On the high end. They're out here moving incredible. And, like, it's your – and also – with an injury from the guy who you spent a whole bunch of money for, Jacob DeGrom, like that that was going to be the tip of the spear. It was like, well, if Jacob DeGrom is healthy and pitching, then it'll be the 90 games. And it's like, oh, well, if he's not, ooh, it could be really bad. It hasn't matter. My goal for this team this season was to compete for a second wild card spot. Didn't necessarily think we would be talking about them as the second best team in the American League. And that just shows you what this team has been able to do. And more importantly, at least for me, the calming presence that Bruce Belch has been as the manager of this ball club. Incredible work so far for this team. Is this a safe space? Sure it is. I thought we might have been going overboard with the Bruce Bochy at the start where we were like, oh, really? I thought, look, I understand. Incredible. I've had conversations with some friends over time where it's just like, I wonder what the value of a manager is now, especially with how much analytics has taken hold in baseball and the mm-hmm. ways that general managers and front offices and research and development teams are kind of dictating in some ways some of the decision making. Like, okay, we don't, we don't want the pitcher to go through the third time seeing these guys or we don't want to you know like those things would then lessen the effect of a manager and boy i am i am okay with saying that i'm wrong 100 percent. bruce bochi is that dude like i don't know if he got magic i don't know what it is but like and obviously i want to give him his credit right i don't want to say that this sure. is mystical like he is he has experience and he knows the levers to pull and push and buttons and all those things right it has been incredible to watch happen for him to just be able to manage all these things, including a bullpen that feel, feels pretty pretty thin, and he's managed it incredibly. This has been a great surprise for the Rangers in all the best ways. Uh, would you have a guess as who they slot as the biggest disappointment in the AL thus far? Biggest disappointment in mm-hmm. the AL? Um, oh, help me out here. Biggest disappointment. AL East, even though, like, all the teams at AL East doing a decent amount of playing well. But in the bottom of the, like, in the, what I guess I would call the seller of the AL East right now, even though they're over the 500, the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. Who they go with. I mean, this is a team where you see all the. They got so much star power. All the young talent, and it's yeah. a lot of star power, yet here they are in the hmm. basement of the AL East right now. Even then, again, they're playing 500 baseball, you know? Um, but. It's, it's tough. You were expecting this team to be contending for that AL East title, and 
I mean, it's a third of the way through the season. Things can change up. Yeah. All, but they've they've had some struggles. Uh, teams with the most team with the most approved they put as the Mariners. Um, they've added they added some you know offseason additions like Teoscar Hernandez, AJ Pollock, um, and they've underperformed. And so it's like, yo, you also had a few injuries in uh, Andres Munoz and Robbie Ray. Like they've they, they need to figure out what they're doing in themselves together. But the team that needs to make a trade the most, can you guess, KG? In the AL. Oh, it's got to be the Rangers again. Oh, the bullpen. Yeah, bullpen. Because, yeah. like, you pair this with how good they've been, how much of a surprise they've been. It is such a clear need that they need bullpen help that it's like, yo, get to the trade deadline or get to the time when people are now open to sell and, you know, get that fixed up. Because that's, it's just, it's so glaringly a need. I do wonder, and maybe this thought is misplaced, but I do wonder as we get closer to the trade deadline, as we get into that season, you know, if T is going to be trying to play hardball a little bit and trying to extract a little more from Texas because they know how much the Rangers need bullpen help and what that could mean in terms of negotiations, you know, between teams and the Rangers to try and get what they need to help that bullpen. I do wonder if that would be a conversation at some point down the road if teams will be willing to try to extract more because of they may be playing off the desperation of the Rangers to acquire said bullpen help. Just just a thought. Just, I mean, maybe, but I also wonder how much can you possibly extract more considering that bullpen help is just usually the yeah. the easiest to acquire, is the easiest to come by at this time or at that time of year. And I guess we're, let's let's put that down in the circle back and let's see mm-hmm. what happens once we get to that time of season because also some of this is like you're a seller for a reason and you need to get stuff. True. So I don't know how much hardball you can ultimately play. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah, well, I said just a thought. No, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. I'm, I when you said that, I was like, huh, okay. I'm going to I'm going to write that down. I'm going to stash that away because that might be an interesting. We might have to ask one of our friends, whether it be Levi Weaver, Kennedy, uh, Kenny Landry, Sandler himself. Sandler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, 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 we'll bandy that about a little bit. Uh, that's some of the some of the uh, some of the Memorial Day check in on the AL. Well, on the American League. I was about to say the AOS, but we went through the whole American League. Mm-hmm. Right here on 105.3 The Fan. Rangers 5, Tigers nothing. They get the win today. Martin Perez takes the mound tomorrow for the good guys as they look to make it two in a row against Detroit before they ultimately come back home later on this week when the calendar turns from May to June. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go around the National Football League where Jimmy Garoppolo signed this piece of of a contract that puts his money in jeopardy. I'll tell you what is next on the fan. About to go around the NFL here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, mm-hmm. Justin Honore holding it down for you here on this Memorial Day. We really appreciate you joining us, however and wherever you may be listening to us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line is 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. One oh five three. If you want to get in on the conversation where I say to the nine zero three, who says all this good talk is going to jinx the Rangers this season always happens in the Metroplex. Oh, ye of little faith. Also, man, you believe in me way more than I do. I don't got no power over this team, bro. (laughs) Please, please understand. I have no bearing on what happens with like on field play of the Texas ring. At least I don't believe it. Like if you believe that I do. Thanks. That's cool. <laughs> Embrace the magic of the boach. And Bruce Boachy, that is. Have huh. a little faith. Embrace the magic of the boach. I'm trying to decide if I like that or not. I don't. I, me too. I'll, I'll ponder on it. We'll it felt, it felt good mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. But then as I kind of, you know, thought about it, I don't know. But hey, if Do you, you like it, run If you with have it. any revisions, text line <laughs> 877-881-1053. It's a, very, it's a very communal atmosphere right here. On it the is. Right. Very much so. Um... Let's go around the NFL, Justin, here on your home of the Cowboys, 105 through the fan. Uh, As we do, (laughs) we start in New Orleans. Oh, God. Because, of course, the New Orleans Saints would do this. What do they do? New quarterback Derek Carr had a familiar hand, helping hand, this past week in installing their offense during offseason workouts. Who was it, like Jameis? No. Who helped him? That would be former Raiders coach John Gruden. Oh. <laughs> um, That's not the day you thought it was going to say, was no. it? No. Yep. 
So he gonna have that spider two wide banana down. Spider two wide banana baby. He gonna have that down. The Saints brought in Gruden to help Carr and the offensive coaching staff under coach Dennis Allen. Uh, Nola.com reported. Did they do it like Gruden's grinders? Did they set up the <laughs> set up the board for him? <laughs> oh man! Uh, of course, second round draft pick by the Raiders in 2014. Carr spent his entire career. In the silver and black until his release after this past season, or after the 2022 season, I, I should say. Uh, he signed a four-year, $150 million contract back in March with the Saints. How frustrated did John Gruden get when uh, every play he was asking him where the ball goes and <laughs> Derek Carr was like, check it down to Alvin Kamara. <laughs> like, do you not see number 41 over there? You check it down to Alvin Kamara. Like, do you not see that dude over here? <laughs> Why would I throw it down the field when I could check it down to Alvin Kamara? It's not like Michael Thomas' ankle going to hold up well enough for me to throw up to him most of the time. Jeez. Is Jarvis Landry still there? Don't matter. Check it down to Alvin Kamara. I got Alvin Kamara, damn it. And I like checking it down. <laughs> this is a win-win situation. John Gruden wants back in the NFL so bad, doesn't he? I bet he. Well, maybe. If you don't, I, What does he want more, back in the NFL or to sue the pants off of him? Yes. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> you talk about it all the time. These coaches, lifers, man. They can't, I don't they, understand they can't, it. They can't get it out of their system. I, it's Look. It's good. It's good because, like, those are the types of jobs that you better love it. Like, the time that it takes. The, the- grind. Man, listen. Coach- yeah. Coaches are special, special people, man. Y'all may not like Mike McCarthy. Y'all may not like some of these coaches around the league. One thing some these dudes do, they work, at least at least perception-wise. It was like, um, perception-wise. Mike, Mike McCarthy not, might not be the best one. Isn't he the dude that told us that he did a whole bunch of work and then came, as soon as he got the job, was like, actually, the about point, that work that I said I was doing. The point is. <laughs> the McCarthy project. At some point or another, most of these dudes was out here working their tail off to get to this point. Even if some, as their careers have gone on, have done whatever they quote-unquote had to do in order to get their jobs. Yeah, Mike McCarthy, he needs to quit doing that. At least stop telling us about it. You got away with the dude. Well, we heard the other day when Dak, you know, was posed a question yeah. by, you know, Chill about the idea that he reviewed every single interception like, for this past year. Dog, Dak right? was like, actually, <laughs> what really had happened was. I bet Mike was up there like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, hey, Dak. Hey, shut up, Dak. I thought we was, I thought we was boys. Like, um, we, we better than that. <laughs> From the 940, Olave is going to be a beast in New Orleans. No, absolutely. He's right? a baller. No, yeah. I, I, I think that they've got actually a pretty that. nice receiving core. Yeah. My, my joke was Derek Carr, while having a cannon of an arm, loves checking the football down. It's one of the issues <laughs> with him as a quarterback. <laughs> and when you, if you are a dude who loves checking the football down, it probably helps that you have a guy where you're like, I mean, I probably should throw him the ball anyway. Not a bad guy to check down to, Alvin Kamara. Speaking of the Raiders... The man that replaced Derek Carr in Las Vegas. Did you hear about this? Jimmy Garoppolo. I heard a little bit of something. So an addendum to Jimmy Garoppolo's contract with the Las Vegas Raiders was a waiver that took the place of the quarterback taking a physical with the team, according to a copy of the deal obtained by multiple outlets. Now, the reason why this is a big deal, we come, we came to find out that Jimmy Garoppolo had surgery Uh, On his foot, Uh, quote, in the absence of this waiver, Garoppolo would not pass the club's physical examination because of a pre-existing medial and middle uh, cuneiform and a fracture of the base of the second metatarsal in the player's left foot. Those all sound like medical words. Mm -hmm. In other words, that cat had a broken foot. Oh, okay, thanks. Uh, The provision titled Addendum G... (laughs) <laughs> like Jimmy G? Yeah. I see it. How about I, that? I see what they did there. Yeah. Uh, was initially reported by Pro Football Talk and later posted on social media by the NFL Network. Oh, okay. Uh, the waiver addresses the foot injury that a source said Garoppolo underwent surgery for shortly after he signed his three-year $72.75 million contract with the Raiders back on March 17th. Here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. I thought you were going to keep going. Here we go. According to Pro Football Talk, Mm -hmm. the Raiders could terminate Garoppolo's contract for any reason related to the waiver, and Jimmy would not get paid any of his $22.5 million base salary for the 23 season until he passes a physical. Why did they do this? I guess they were, like, down bad for a quarterback. It goes even deeper than that for me. Okay, please. Why in the blue hell? Mm Mm-hmm. 
would any franchise worth a damn give Josh McDaniels a job? <laughs> That's where it goes back for me. Yeah, because do you feel Why? like... Why? Do you feel like we're still in the window or are we out of the window of the anybody uh, for whom Bill Belichick touches the hem of their Oh, garment. I've been through with that. Okay, cool. I've been through with that. Because, uh, like, there's there's the negative sides and the positive sides. You can point to Matt Patricia relatively recently. You can uh-huh. point to Brian Flores, right? Like, those are kind of different sides of this. Um, but with that being the case, Josh McDaniels, we already saw this happen one time as a head coach, and it didn't go swimmingly. I was but through he with went Josh, back and rehabbed. Bruh, I was through with Josh McDaniels when he told the Indianapolis Colts, hey, I'm coming to get this job, and then glad you added more to that. After that, was like actually, nah, I'm good on that. I'm a back out and renege on the deal that I had with you what can, you can never renege, guys. Never. That's four books. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh man, um, it's, it's Memorial Day. I had to get a space reference. No, right? I did that. Yeah, okay. hey, of Thank course you. you did. Thank you. Um, what two one four? I'm I'm not gonna play ball with that. I'm not doing that. Relax. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's tough, man. So anything with regard to that waiver, they could cut him. He doesn't get a single dime of that money. Mm-hmm. Raiders cheap as hell, man. Of course they would do that. House broke franchise. Um, as we continue around the National Football League, <laughs> uh, Lady T said four books is a heavy toll. Well, then don't renege. D- d- How don't about that? right. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> um, shout out to Le'Veon Bell. Did you see this? Uh, <laughs> yes. Justin, you see this regarding Le'Veon Bell? Nope. Uh, free agent running back Le'Veon Bell has admitted to smoking marijuana before NFL games. To which I say, all right. Look, man, play. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Do we have time for this? Okay. So, KG, mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was at home with the folks uh-huh. this weekend because my little brother graduated. Shout out, Nathan. I'm proud of you. Hey. And the younger of the two. Uh, Nathan is the older of the two. The younger mm-hmm. of the two told me he wants to play uh, running back this year. Okay. Do I step in and say something? Because I was like, running back for real? You don't want to keep playing cornerback and safety? You really going to play running back? And the reason why I bring that up is because like running back takes a toll. Yeah. And so the idea that Le'Veon Bell got in here was like, I was smoking weed to play running back. I'm like, yeah, I, I imagine you have to. <laughs> like, I just, I find it amazing that anybody wants to get in here and play running back. That's a tough job. And participate in high-speed car crashes on purpose every single play. Like, that is how your job ends every time. Unless you get on your, t- your Ted Ginn and find that sideline. That is how your job ends every time. Not Ted, some of the time. Ted Ginn was a professional sideline finder. <laughs> okay? Ted Ginn would catch that ball in that little hitch route, take you about another 5, 10 yards. All right, time to get out of bounds. Business decision. I guess we kind of know why he was able to find all those little holes. You know how he used to dance around the backfield, let it develop? Yeah, because everything slowed down. Exactly. I see you. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. I like that. That's a good observation. I like what you're doing there. That's good. Um, yeah, this doesn't strike me as anything that would bother me at all. It, it makes a lot of sense, to be honest with you. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. So he's not playing on playing again, huh? Probably not. I know that the league has gotten a little more a little more lax on this. They try to loosen up a little bit. You saying, you saying it out loud? Okay. Yes, two one four. I remember Marshawn Lynch said he was taking shots at Hennessy before games. He told, and the best part about that clip, if you could go find it on YouTube or wherever you find clips, uh, he was telling Payne Manning that, and Payne was just he. I don't think he was Lord. He was not in the right place to be able to fully comprehend what was being said. <laughs> <laughs> you did what? Hey man, running back is just it's different breed, man. Do what you need to do, man. Gotta do what you gotta do to do play these games, man. That's a trip around the National Football League right here on the Get Right. Reggie KG on 105, three of the fan. Coming up next. Are the Celtics really about to pull this off? Why Bean Town's history says it just might. Next on the Get Right. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.